Hey everybody, Mark Hope with the Mark Hope Show, and I'm here with Daniel Kelly. Hi guys. He's in the box. I'm in the box. Five by five. We got a special guest actually in the studio tonight. Jonathan Douglas with All Around Auto Care is going to talk to us about car stuff. Say hi, Jonathan. Hello. Glad to be here. The most important thing about the Mark Hope Show is that we're helping small businesses promote their businesses and get advice about what to do with their marketing and their business promotions. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, a large business or a small business. What we're doing is uh, trying to help everybody. You know, so there's a lot of people that need to have questions answered about their capital needs and should they borrow money? Should they not borrow money? Um, I'm a big don't borrow money guy. I am too. I am. A, Jonathan said he is too. You know, there's other people that, that believe in, in financing things with debt, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, you just have to stay ahead of that banker. So you're, you're a no debt guy. Yeah, no, I don't want debt. And, and Jonathan runs a, a you know, fairly large, intense, capital-intensive capital auto, auto repair business that uh, has two locations coming up. Uh, second location in Castle Rock, uh, February 1st. We're supposed to open. Uh, about to sign the lease, just uh, figuring some things out before we sign the lease. Absolutely. But All Around Auto Care has been going on up in Arvada for... Uh, yep, yep. Uh, seven years. My business partner opened in 1997, and uh, when I came in and I bought in, it was in uh, 2012. Okay. Yeah. So seven years, August of 2012. So just over, just past our seventh anniversary. So we grew from four bays. Uh, now we have uh, uh, 20 bays, 16 lifts. So we've. Uh, quad, That's impressive. Quadrupled in size. That's impressive. And Jonathan and I have been friends for a long time, and one mm. of the reasons that we invited him on the show is there has to be a certain requirement that people have uh, to actually be sponsored by MarketingHope.com and the Marketing Hope Show, and that means that you have got to take care of your customers. The customers have to come first, and... Um, we, we don't promote businesses that have negative experiences with their customers. As such, um, since we are uh, the official marketing company of All Around Auto Care, MarketingHope.com, we, uh, we know how they do business. And, and if you're going to go over there, you're going to have a great experience. The customers are just happy to be there. We, have, we sell integrity more so than we sell you gotta auto trust, service. You've you got to trust it, right? Yeah, we're your car doctor. If you don't, if you don't trust us or you don't feel comfortable with us, we haven't done our job. But more importantly than that, and let me just kind of throw this out because I've used it, you know, in my computer repair business, you know, the same philosophy. And I know mm -hmm. you guys are the same way. Mm -hmm. If you go into the shop, um, you trust your mechanic to say, hey, you need this $3 hose. And then, you know, if they keep trying to say, hey, look, this is fine. You can save your money on this. This doesn't need to be done. When they turn around and say, you need this $300 hose, it's going to your transmission, and don't put the $3 hose on, that's when you trust them. Because they've, they've saved you money all along, but then when it's time, it's like, okay, you need to do this. Well, and yeah. it saves you $1,200 because it doesn't blow out like the $300 one, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole idea is the first time that anybody comes in, we do a full life plan on their, on their vehicle. We do a full inspection, something that I paid the technician to do, it's not charged to the customer. Even if you get an oil change, we're going to put together a life plan for you so that we can help you plan out the care of your car. That's what that's I want really to do. That's critical, right? Yeah. Oh, it for sure is. But it's based on your wants and needs of your car. Not everybody wants to keep the car on the road for forever. Some people want to get a car, a, a, a different car every three or four years. It might be a used car that they get every three or four years. It might be a new car that they lease. Well, that plan's going to differ dependent on what right. the wants and needs are for the car. Or let's say they want to get rid of the car, but they're going to give it to their granddaughter. And you well, want to make sure it's safe. I need to know what, so what we do is we ask questions about what are the, what are the goals? What do you want to do? What's happening with the vehicle? And then we can help them navigate that plan because most people don't want to think about the car. They want to put gas in it. They want to drive it and they want to go. Right. And they want to know but they I have a guy. I need to make sure that it's safe. Oh, absolutely. I sure, when I take my car into the shop, mm -hmm. I tell the guys that all around, I said, look, I want to be safe. My wife's driving this car. Check everything. We do. Check the brakes. Mm -hmm. 
check, I mean, because the last thing that you want to do is take your car in. It's supposed to be serviced. Paulette is asking a question she wants to know. Do we do inspections for customers that are interested in purchasing a vehicle? Yeah, we do do pre a pre-purchase inspection. Yes, we do, yes, we do a pre-purchase inspection. Um, generally, it's $120. Um, it's If you're coming in for the pre-purchase inspection, uh, one of the things that we do with our pre-purchase inspection is uh, if you don't buy that car, we say, hey, that's not a good idea to buy that car. Because not only do we do the inspection, we also help you with the Kelly Blue Book, the NADA. Um, we do a little bit of background to be able to see. Uh, we do a, a Carfax. We also uh, go in and uh, do comps for you to find out whether or not you're getting a good deal or a good value. Oh, okay. And if we deem that, because ultimately it's a team. It's not just this car. It's a relationship that I have but with the customer. But then let's say that there was $500 worth of things that you said needed to be done and I negotiated with the person, then I could just come in and have the stuff done. We can almost, you generally you can get the person that's selling you the car to pay for the inspection if we deliver the results to the person that's wanting to sell the car. Okay. If the $120 goes up to three cars, though, so if you if we say, hey, this one isn't a good purchase, bring in the next one and you don't have to pay for that. Uh, Paulette, we definitely do that for you. And as always, in the show notes, if anybody wants to reach out, talk to Jonathan or reach the shop or talk about anything that we talked about on the show, we're going to have all the links to, to the emails and the phone numbers and the shop website and all that stuff in the uh in the show notes. Um, Terry wants to know if uh, she could get some help with her 1972 Chevy brake lights. Um, sure. Uh, obviously, you come in. I have one of the great things with uh, being part of a big shop is we have a neural network. We have seven techs, four of them masters. So, well, and two loop techs, too. So we have a big group of people that specialize in different things. She's saying that it's a, it's a Chevy C10. Um, yes. That's a cool truck. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. Sh yes, I'm sure. And you guys work on the older stuff too. Yep. I have uh, a. Not many shops do. There's a lot of shops that don't do that. Uh, I have a guy that loves to do that. It's his you passion. Have a guy. You have to have a guy. You right, have to Daniel? have a guy, and that's what we have. One guy's name's Adrian. He's going to be the guy that's going to do that because he's a passion for it. He loves to find difficult problems and fix them. That's in his. DNA. And we talked about it before the show, but I'll, I'll kind of let the listeners know that the next time we do a show, this is the introduction to All Around Auto, but uh, the next show, it's going to be uh, a question and answer with an actual technician. Yeah. Well, so yeah, our people live need to understand can, today is that I don't know anything about cars. It's funny, I own a shop. You own the place. I own the place. I know about people. I'm trying to build what I wanted as a consumer because I couldn't find it. So I need to bring a technician in to be able to ask the technical questions. So No, absolutely. Understood. Yeah. And we're just trying to let everybody know what a great shop you are. And we're just kind of talking about cars and all that kind of stuff. And, well, you know, interestingly enough, I own Action Computers, which is the very best computer shop in the I front range. I can't tell how many computers I've bought from Action. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know how to fix any of the, uh, the computers myself either. I hire really super smart people. And Daniel Kelly is one of the smartest people I ever knew. Yeah. And uh, he takes care of all that. So I, I understand that. Um, Terry is saying that her son is studying automotive at uh, school. Uh -huh. And he's kind of working on that car. Now, you do a lot of hiring of technicians, right? I mean, we you're did. ramping well, up. It's, yes. It's the Things are busy. Yeah. Yes, we're we're very busy. I mean, we have a very high car high car. So, yeah. Um, even if they don't live in Arvada, if there's people that want a job with a really great shop and a great atmosphere to work in, you're kind of staffing your whole Castle Rock place well, coming up it, here, right? Well, yes, and um, I want I want a stack of people that I can get to know. So as we expand, because I'm as soon as I get all of our operations in place and I prove the operations in the second location. I'm going to go and, you know, pedal the metal. And Bradley says Action stores. Computers is the only place to go for computers. There I you like go. that. This hour is sponsored by Action Computers as well as All Around Auto and uh, MarketingHope.com. So uh, that's why I'm kind of putting in my little salacious plugs in there. <laughs> Speaking about cars, uh, a buddy of mine is the general manager for a big car place out here in Parker, the Vehicle Vault. Oh, His yes. name is Mike Wade. And... Uh, He's a big car guy, and they, they work on these really fancy cars for these shows. 
Do you work on exotic cars? If I if I have a Ferrari no, or a well, Porsche or um, something the, like that? The new location will. This location, I don't have the equipment for it. Um, it's a You need completely different equipment to be able to do that. In the new store, I'm going to have a zero-grade alignment rack, which is you have to have in those cars and they're hard to find. Okay. So, and so I'm bringing in, but the what about like, staff. what about Land Rovers, Range Rovers? Yeah. Oh, if I just have a regular yeah. car like that, you, then, you can work on new, those. In the new store, we're going to be more equipped to do that. Okay. Um, there, it's a completely different engineering. Uh, European vehicles is a completely different uh, engineering than your Asian and domestic. Asian and domestic are very similar. Okay. However, a lot of the Jeeps right now are Fiat's. So, is that right? Yeah, because of the uh, the, the Daimler Chrysler, um, the, the Fiat. You know, Chrysler is owned by Fiat now, and so some of the newer <laughs> Jeeps are Fiats. The That's crazy. The engineering is yeah. Just to do a transmission fluid exchange is super expensive. So people need to understand that when they buy a Jeep, they need to pay attention to which model because the overall repair costs and maintenance costs of one of these newer Jeeps is going to be very expensive because the parts are ridiculous. And the engineering, they engineer them so that if it if you need to fix it, it's expensive to fix. Right. Hmm. That's why German cars are so expensive to repair is because they're almost engineered that way, where American cars and Asian cars are a lot less expensive to repair because the parts are less expensive and the engineering is less There's two car guys going at it in the, in the comments section. Lee is a supercar guy. I don't know if you listened to him on the show a couple of weeks ago, but he builds all these old Ford muscle cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pat, our friend from K9 University in Texas, mm -hmm. and these guys build bomb dogs. Now they're talking about building a race car together, I think. Don't tell his wife. <laughs> do you ever do do you ever do any of that kind of stuff? Like, let's say I had a like, Corvette project, and I wanted to make sure that Luann didn't know about it. So could, I hide, could I hide a car up there for a while while you were fixing it up? And no. Uh, well, I got, well, I got get, you know, guts up enough to tell her that I that I bought it. Does she own a gun? 63 split window. <laughs> I don't want to get involved, though. Does she own a gun? That's a good <laughs> question. Yeah. I think I'll stay away from that one. And also remember that you can visit the show page... The Mark Hope Show page, and you can also visit, uh, and we'll have links to that. There's yeah. a Mark Hope Show group. So if you want to join the group and you guys are in there talking about stuff, there's a lot of times that we get our show notes for the podcast. And, and like and subscribe on the podcast and the YouTube channel whenever you get over there. We really appreciate your support on that. But uh, as you're chiming in in those two areas, we get a lot of show ideas in those areas, in the group and, and things that you respond to on the page. The only thing that we don't do on the Mark Hope Show is politics or negativity. We, we don't deal with any of, of that kind of thing. All we want to do is help people, and especially the people that are starting off in their businesses. We do some shows that are, you know, based on, like, uh, the the strong need nowadays for kids to get to build up their LinkedIn presence. You know, the, the LinkedIn network for both businesses and uh, for kids to apply for college and, and establish their digital brand is so important now. You know, we'll be doing classes for kids about how to get ready to go to school and, and that kind of thing as well. But um, whatever subjects that you guys want to bring up that are helpful to you guys that's why we like to, to kind of mix up a lot of these seasoned business professionals that are coming in. And Jonathan's here. We're going to talk to him about cars. But Jonathan, you've been in, involved in lots of businesses. I, that's what I love to do. You're the entrepreneurial guy. Yeah, I have never been employed. <laughs> By anybody except for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or my, 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 I work for my staff. So they employ no, me. No, I get that. I get <laughs> they, that. They employ me. So. I was a vice president years and years ago. I left that executive position because I wanted to do something that I loved. Mm -hmm. And I, back in the day, back in, in 1991, I, I was helping people fix their computers at night for free and working as an executive all day wearing a suit and carrying my lunch in a brown leather attache. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, I've had it. I can't take it. The corporation screws all my employees over. They don't promote the right people. And it's all about who's kissing eggs, you know what. And so I left to start my used computer store. And thank God I did. That was in 91? 91. 
Wow, that's awesome. You can tell our palatious uh, studios, Daniel's crawling around on the floor. <laughs> but as we grow, then yeah. then we'll we'll grow into the Dave Ramsey. Oh. Yeah, the, the, the definitely palatial Dave Ramsey Studios. Who should we who should we have sponsor the uh, the dollar car studios like Ramsey does? We should we should have a all around auto studios, and you'll be the we'll put your name on it. Like empowers on the on the uh, in the stadium. Yeah, or yeah, it might be yeah, or another business I own. Right, right. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing about entrepreneurs. And I was actually on the Ramsey show yesterday, and he was he was asking me questions about, you know, what I thought people should do, and and my re- my response to him about that was, every American person should have a side gig. I don't care what you do. I don't care who you are. Everybody should be have a side gig that they're working on something. If you're working at Walgreens or you're working at IBM or you're you're working for Comcast or whatever, find something that you have a passionate interest in and then work that side hustle to help pay off your bills and get to be debt free and you might just surprise yourself. Your side hustle might turn into your main gig. As long as you're not borrowing money to get it started. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why your side hustle should start off small mm-hmm. and it should be actually paying your debts yes. off, yep. not in, in incurring debts. Yeah. But uh, like your wife is a hairdresser. Yeah. And yeah. And a salon owner. Salon actually, owner. she just, we just sold it. But that's what I was saying. She used to do hair uh-huh. and then she was working up her own thing for herself and then just actually kind of blossomed into her own ownership of her own salon that was yeah. very successful and 22 then chair, 22 chairs yeah and wow. then she decided she wanted to take a little bit of time with you and the family because i know a lot of people don't know this about jonathan but uh seven children seven children yeah that's your side yeah. hustle well so well they were kind of all gone i got one left in the house so that's, that's incredible yesterday uh my daughter just got shipped uh, off to san antonio for the air force yeah so God bless I'm super her. proud of her. Tell, Su- tell, her, tell her. That was hard. For us. Yeah. That was, I mean, well, because what they did, you know, my son went to Baylor last year, so it wasn't, you know, he's going to college. It's kind of cool. But I don't know, for some reason, having your daughter go off to the military is kind of well, tough. It's dangerous. Well, and they tell you before, you know, before this all happens, they, they help, they help you know that she's ours now. Right. But, I mean, they kind of, right. they don't say it in, just they don't really say it bluntly like that but but i know that's how they feel yeah, yeah that we own her that she's not she has to do well, under and contract. i have the utmost respect for anybody that's ever served in the military and mm-hmm. almost everybody to a t that i have talked to or my friends that were in the military are squared away people mm-hmm. and they know about responsibilities and they know about listening and doing what they're supposed to do they know about leadership and uh Pedro Mori is saying he's going to discourage his daughter from doing it. From That's, going to the military? He was a Marine, yeah. And then a cop after that. Well, okay, let me... And uh, now he's going to be a commissioner in Waxhaw, North Carolina. I, I'm, I, I'm, I think if somebody is driven to, to do that and they want to... She signed a four-year contract. She's going to get her. Oh, absolutely. She's going to get her college. That's, that's a tongue and that's a tongue-in-cheek thing yeah. between Pedro and I. But he is he is a great man. But he's. Uh, I think he's trying to to get Big Papa to engage in politics, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> but um, God bless her. That's good. And seven kids. My God. Yeah, it was. That, that is something else. But anyways, your wife um, did her studio, did her salon, and everything else, and then she she decided she wanted a little bit more time, sold her business. Yeah. And now. She's Who knows gonna, what's going to happen? Well, because she's still going to do hair a few times a week because she has a passion for it. She's Absolutely. Just, she's just tired of the day-to-day of the business. She wants to do what she's passionate about and go home and not think about it. Right. You know, she doesn't want to worry about whether or not they cleaned up the salon and have to go there and check it out. You know, she's just... Absolutely. Be done. And that's not cut out for a lot of people. And you don't necessarily have to be a manager to be an entrepreneur either. No, I mean, you have... Because you can be a one-man band type of a business and just, you know, be an artist... Or something else. You don't absolutely have to hire employees mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing. But well, generally, the entrepreneur is a visionary, and then you have your 
you know, your management side and then your technician side, the person that does the work, the person that manages the business and the entrepreneur that has the vision. And sometimes right. you have to be all three because you can't afford the others. And sometimes when you want to grow, you have to decide which one you're going to be focused on, you know. And I think that's what we talked about a little bit already is that. Well, and that's a really good point. That's just a super, super good point because, you know, everybody's in their different seasons of their life. Hmm. And, uh, you know, as a young man, I did a lot of things that I didn't want to do. I, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to hustle. Today, as an older senior citizen person in the community, almost. Oh, oh goodness. Um, I don't do anything I don't want to do. I absolutely do not do anything that I don't want to do. Well, you can afford if I not don't, to If now. I don't want to do it, I don't do it. And that's just because of hustling earlier and then saving and building and, and you know, being successful and blessed in business. And, mm-hmm. and uh, now I have built a world where I don't have to do any of that stuff. And I think that that's the thing that these young entrepreneurs that are listening to the show, they need to realize that. Why do you scrape your knuckles and do all those things that you don't need to do? So later you could end up being like me. And yeah, choice. I mean, and money, you do whatever it is that you want to do. And as, if I ever find myself doing something that I don't like doing, I stop doing it. I sell the salon. I sell whatever business it is that I'm operating. Mm. You know, But there's a lot of times that I do hands-on things in my businesses. Not because I need to. It's because I enjoy it. Mm. I love doing the real estate. The rental houses. I love doing the marketing for the rental houses. And, it, you know, I have a staff of people that work at the marketing agency. I don't have to do any of that work. But I love doing that. I love meeting with the people. I love picking out the, the people that really need a neat place to stay. And I love fixing up the house. And I don't fix anything because anybody that knows me knows I can't fix anything. <laughs> but I know people that can fix things. And, you know. I like to make the rental house. And they probably nice love and... to do that too. Where I don't want to focus on the marketing. I don't mind marketing. I right. like doing it. Right. That's exactly right. I want to that's focus exactly on right. I want to have some I want to be able to have somebody that's way better than I am at it, that has a lot more experience at it, and just say, Here you go, do your thing and let's just talk about it. Because, you know, I'm you know, to be an entrepreneur you have to be able to sell. You gotta be able Absolutely. to to be able to sell yourself and sell the idea, sell the vision. And that's what I wanna focus on. I wanna focus on finding, you know, good property and 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 uh, in, in engaging in the community about the business. Bradley's chiming in over here saying the problem is failure. So many people are afraid of failure, but without failure, you can't leverage success. There is no successful person that hasn't failed dramatically. There's I not one. Totally, <laughs> I totally agree with that. Daniel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I totally agree as well. No, I mean, you, the amount of times you've screwed something up and it didn't work and you had to start over or scrap it or whatever. And... I think probably the best thing that I do now at this stage is handle my failure. Yeah. You know, I, I handle it so well that it doesn't affect me that well, much. Well, it's become just a thing. No, I failed and so I shift gears and I move on. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, like Bradley is pointing out in the comments, you know, people get shelled. They fail once and then they quit. And who right. knows what's going to happen to them. So I fail fear, once a day. Fear, fear, sure. is, fear is okay, but you do it anyway. I, I cannot tell you how many of my employees tell me, you know, well, Mark, you told us to do it this way. Okay, so that was four months ago. I was wrong. I was right then. Now it changed. I'm wrong. I mean, I started off in this business before the internet. You know, there's a lot of things that we used to do that are wrong now. Mm-hmm. We only advertised in the classifieds well, of the newspaper. And it's changing faster and faster. There's no classifieds anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to have a marketing company to handle all your digital footprint and your Instagram influencers and all this other kind of stuff. I tell my staff, if, you have, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Right? You're not, that's, I, that's I want, a great quote. I, I, want you, I, want you to, I want you to try. I want you to innovate. I want you to show how this operational process is better than the other one. However, I don't want you to make the same mistake twice, <laughs> but I want you to, to innovate. And the yeah. only way that you can innovate is not being worried about me getting angry that you cost the company a little bit of money because you made a mistake. You know, if I have to worry about that, I'm not operating the company very well. Right. I should be able to handle well, not a massive to, You have to be the leader, and that the leader goes out and takes the first arrow. A lot of times that's what happens. You know, Pedro's chiming in here now, and he said, before you run, you have to walk. Mm-hmm. And when you run, you might fall. 
but you need to fall and learn how to get back up so you can run faster. And that's that's a perfect, and we have a really smart audience on this show. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our show audience group. is brilliant. You know, I wonder if they have IQ as a demo. I think anyone that wants to listen to a show like this about people that mm. are helping other people and people that are trying to disseminate knowledge to other people who are trying to bring themselves up, bootstrap themselves back up, I think there are more intelligent people that are listening to that. I think the other people that maybe aren't as high of intelligence quotient mm. are maybe listening to other things. They're, they don't care about their fellow man. They don't care about their people. Or they don't care about building, you know, some kind of a dynasty to help people. You know, I, I think that I think there's a reason that the what, audience is. Are they, I, have, I think we're on the same time as the Bachelorette. That's the so those people. Oh, all the guys gone oh, already. Yeah, all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know that I made that up. You know, the Bachelor show. I never understood that show. Well, my wife. There's a guy. Like there's a guy that dates multiple women to end up getting with a woman that doesn't like guys that date Dude, multiple well, women. I know it's yeah, just, I, yeah. yeah, not yeah. But I mean, I think there's a shock value in some of that kind of thing. And well, it's good TV, I guess. Yeah, drama is always good TV. You know, football needs to be on TV. Is what I say. Pedro says the Food Network is happening. Yeah, that I guess happens. that's true. Yeah, that happens. Bam Prince. You know, she is the hardest working mortgage gal that I know. Actually, we should put her mortgage company in the show notes. Bam? Bam Prince. Is the first name Bam? Bam. You have to be a hard worker to be named Bam. She is She is <laughs> awesome. And she's a great gal, too. You know, her and her husband are really good friends of mine, and they're hustlers. I mean, they are hustler hustlers. What a memorable name. Yeah, right? Like and it doesn't even it doesn't even fit her. She's very quiet and super polite and nice. And uh, she's she chimed in and said, Beth Ann Marie. Oh, that's awesome. And she goes like by Bam. Bam. I like that. Right? I really like that. I gotta come up with a good one for me. A memorable one. Jonathan just kinda isn't that memorable. Yeah, it's been my whole name. My I'm not gonna change. Well, my grandkids <laughs> named me. I I'm Big Papa. And uh Everybody thinks that I wear one T-shirt my whole life because all I ever wear is this. What they don't know is I have 25 or 30 of these T-shirts and each one of them says something different on the back of it, you know, about my grandkids, how great they are. I'm looking forward to that one day. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, eventually. It's the best thing I am. Not quite that, right that is the best thing I am of all the things that I am. It's the best thing I am. I best, love that. Best, best title you have. It's the very most prestigious and most important thing that I, that I have ever done. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. How about something you would tell somebody? You said you'd never worked for anyone else. No. Aside from your, your staff, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But as far as somebody who wants to live that life, what do you say? Somebody, you got some young kid who says, hey, I want to I be like you. How do I become that entrepreneur? And, and Great question. Yeah. It's attitude and work ethic. Um, I say something. I call it uh, fill in your drawer. Uh, know what you want, desire, respect, attitude, work ethic, enthusiasm, responsibility. You fill your drawer, you'll be able to do it. Um, know what you want. A dream is just a dream until you write it down. So if you want something, put it out there. Write it down. It's important to be able to, to read your, your goals. doesn't mean that that's going to be the end goal. The goal is going to change. But write it down and do it. Just don't be scared and know that it's okay to be scared, but do it anyway. You just got to do it. Really, it was really what it comes down to. It's one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's two steps back. Learn from that. You know, sometimes you're pushed back to go two steps so you see things at a different angle. You know, and it's important to be able to see that from the, from the, from the other angle. It's so important to push entrepreneurialism because that's where creativeness comes out, to serve other people. Entrepreneurs, they have to figure out a way to take care of people. Otherwise, there's not a business opportunity. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. One of the one of the things we do at Action Computers that we get to do because we own the company is we give away 300 computers a year to underprivileged kids. And we started doing this way back when. And the hope was that if we were giving a computer to an under underprivileged or disenfranchised per, you know kid out there 
that maybe they would learn how to code or learn how to run the computer. And instead of learning how to steal a car stereo or be out on the street kind of learning something else from those other guys, that maybe it would help the community and help those people as a whole. And, and I think it's been a huge impact. You know, I like to feel like, you know, we mattered. We didn't just sell computers and that's all we ever did here. So the charity work that, that we've been able to do directly to the community. Um, it changes your success into a little bit of significance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim Sierra is not watching TV. She's listening to the Mark Hope show. While walking. That's cool. Walking a dog. Walking a dog, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's K9 University. Oh, they yeah. are really good. No, that's and cool. They do, she a can... bunch of, they do a bunch of charity work. You know, they train dogs to search for people that are lost. The search and rescue dogs, mm-hmm. the hounds and stuff like that. One of their books of business that they do is they actually chain, train those rescue dogs. And uh, they do that for charity. I mean, the police mm-hmm. dogs they train, the bomb dogs, the boarding, the training, all the other stuff. She's got a a steer named Cheeto and she trains it to do tricks like a dog to prove that she can train any dog. But the search and rescue work they do is all for free for the community. And you know, when you have done something and you've donated it to the community and, uh, Frito, Frito, not Cheeto. Cheeto. But when you train a dog that goes out and finds somebody that was going to die, otherwise you have donated Something that is going to break the veil. And speaking of charity, there's a, and I think a few of our listeners, if they know of people, there's a, there's a group called Hands of the Carpenter, which we, they'll, cars are donated to them and then we fix them for less than what our cost is. Right. And sometimes donate a lot of what we do to support Hands of the Carpenter. We're not, um, we're not set up to do it all on our own. We're not a 501c3. Gotcha. Um, and so they But you guys are out there helping people get along. Well, and... just, yeah. So I'm just saying, so if, if anyone's in need, they, they help uh, mostly single moms get a car to where they can uh, uh, get back on their feet again. So Hands of the Carpenter is a really good one to go to. You know, some of these people out there that are running businesses and they're trying to help people, they can come to All Around Auto and you guys do a discounted rate for charities that are kind of giving the cars away or... Well, they have to be vetted, and that's why we stick with Hands of the Carpenter right now, because they've already been vetted through us. Okay. So um, I'm open to but listening. But if we had somebody call the show and said, hey, we've got this church van or whatever. Oh, for and, sure. I'm, I'm you know, happy to... Can we get to, a discount on some of the stuff? I'm happy to, li- I'm happy to listen to, to anyone and do whatever I can to help the community, for sure. Because I know that there was a need for a couple of the people that we talked to, and you know, we would obviously want to kind of send that over to people that uh, we like. Mm-hmm. You know. and I, I call it getting good by doing good right you know and Daniel you're really yeah. familiar with that we, yeah we've done that for sure or just doing good getting good yeah. by doing good yeah it's, it's always a, it's always a, just a roundabout thing that always happens yeah. you know? yeah, it's, faith. it's faith and the more that you do it the more strange wonderful cool things happen it is it's, and you know it's, so it's funny it, how it works it becomes something that you do and yeah. uh I know we've been doing it for so long. I mean, we've been in business for 26 years. I mean, that's impressive. That sounds awesome. Yeah. They say the first 26 years is the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it through that first 26 years. The next 26 are just as hard? Is that not how Yeah, probably. No, you, might, you might not go out of business. When you, get to, when you get to the 28th years, the first 28 years. Now, there we go. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, it was, I was supposed to have three stores open by now. And we were talking about, you know, failures. Right. And it's not failures, just hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. I'm trying to get new stores open that just, it just, things aren't, things weren't falling into place. But now it seems like everything's falling into place. So, um, but yeah. And that's that's a thing that I think, you know, to put a finer point on that pencil, for the listeners out there who are starting their own businesses and they're really, you know, working on themselves. And I have some coaching clients that I've, that I've helped you know, start their own businesses. It's a lot harder than it looks, you know? And so when you fail or when it doesn't happen, like it seems like it happens for everybody else. 
Well, you only see the successful people, I guess, not the ones that don't are compare your <laughs> insides with everybody else's outsides. That's right. No, because the guy you're looking at that looks at it happened so easy for him or her. Oh, it's so easy. You just weren't around when they were crying. Everybody has felt fear and failure and, you know, don't give up on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Just pick yourself up, brush, brush yourself off and go forward again. And you are not the only one that's failing. Yeah. Well, building a business is like banging your head up against the wall. It's just you got to have a hard enough head. And that's what I think. I'm hard-headed. Right. And, and I hate losing. I don't. Right. And I know that uh, that I'm not going to lose unless I quit. Now, that's sometimes quitting at the right time is winning. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. Um, you know, but you just can't. You can't quit. You got to keep. You got to keep moving forward, banging your head up against that wall, and eventually, hard your head will get hardened. <laughs> You'll get a hard head. Yeah, and I, you know, I had a, a saying that I that I had, had really kind of leaned on for a long time, and it says that uh, I always win. Yeah, yeah. I, I always win because yeah. when I win, I win, and when I lose, I learn. Yep, that's which is when. And when I learn, I win. Yeah. And so every every single time that I'm involved in anything, I always win. Because I stop in that losing moment and I get something out of that and I, I figure out something that I didn't know before. Yeah, it's your story changes. You know, it's, you know, when you feel like you're losing at that time, but you're not losing. You're learning what you have to learn. You're, you're taking that step back to, to go forward again. Sometimes you need to take a running start at that next option. But I think that's a thread for this show. Don't give up. If you're going to be in business, don't give up. You know, you just have to keep, you just going. keep going. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's like you said, as long as you don't give up, you don't you don't lose. You know, you just keep going and just the sales. And and, you know, try yeah, you, to sometimes to you have to pivot differently. You know, sometimes you have to take a step back. I mean, with the salon, we had to do that because we opened up. We just expanded in a big way into a new uh, building in uh, September of 2008. Well, and. 2009 came around Ouch. you know we, we just jumped into into esthetician stuff and massage and all of these things that have cost us a lot of money to get started and everybody didn't want to spend their money on that right we had to we had to go back to a small little salon right because i mean the rent was, i mean you just couldn't you couldn't handle it or the, the revenue couldn't handle it right so we did have to stop but then we opened up a large place again after about four years and uh, now she's oh, she's done. She's tired. <laughs> but, well, the 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 thing that I like to say about that, especially for the business people, and also for the people that are out there working a job, you know, you need to reinvent yourself constantly. You need to constantly be wondering, you know, what are you bringing value to? How are you, you know, and I know you well enough, Jonathan, that that's all you ever think about all day long with your customers. How do I bring them value? One of the new services, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this or not, but one of the new services that are going to be happening with All Around Auto is that it's going to be a very high-end concierge service where if you want, they can come pick your car up. Do the needed services on it and detail, detail it, it and, and, it and bring it right back to you. Yeah. And, you know, you're constantly reinventing yourself. And that's pretty cool. It's, that, it really comes from a place of service. How do I serve? A lot of people say that your customers are your, your largest investment or your most important asset. And I say it's my staff, actually. Um, I, uh, my, because if I don't treat my staff incredibly well, better than anyone else, the customers aren't going to be treated well so i have to do whatever i can to serve them to serve the customer well but sure. as far as the service and the value add that i bring it comes down to serving that customer what is it that they're looking for what is it that's not available and how can i give that at a practical price right yeah well and over the years that a lot of people have you know asked me you know what do you what do you sell what do you how do you decide what to sell you know because i started my business selling used computers Oh, why don't you sell new computers? You should sell new computers. Well, everyone does that. <laughs> 35 new computer places went out of business. Yeah. And I bought used computers from companies that were going out of business or upgrading and I sold them to college kids and I'm still here and they're all out of business. And uh, the only way that I decide what product 
that I'm going to sell in any of my businesses is what are the customers buying? We offer 10 things, and if they're buying two and eight, we make a bunch of that and less of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, it's whatever the customer wants. Just because you like cheeseburgers doesn't mean the customers, they, they want ham and cheese sandwiches. And it doesn't matter what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, what do you think? Well, it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, true. Right? And then yeah. none of it matters what I think. You know, what I like, I'm, you know, I don't pay my bill anyway. I, I'm, I want all my stuff free because I own the place. <laughs> That's not true. You had to buy it. Well, well your business I'm had not to buy a, it. I'm not, I'm not the customer that you want to take care of, like you said. I mean, the most important people in my businesses, and I say it just a little bit differently than you, but the thread is the exact same. Uh-huh. The most important people are the customers. And there's two kind of customers. There's customers that are buying products and services from us, and there's customers that are devoting their lives working for us, and they're all customers. And oh, I hear what you're saying. all need to get, I get it. their I hear what you're saying. money's worth mm-hmm. or their time's worth. I mean, because mm-hmm. time's more valuable than money. And if somebody's going to work for me... You know, they're going to get money and they're going to get advancement and they're going to get, you know, all of the, the things that they deserve by working hard for me. And, and if you don't have good employees, you can forget it. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. You can you know, forget it. If, you know, I, I try not to have a hierarchy at the business that we all just have different positions to do what we need. And my position is to create opportunity. That's mm-hmm. my job. And so if I'm not creating that opportunity by growing the business and expanding the business, then I'm not doing my job. And so each person, in, no, I like that. And my job isn't necessarily better than anyone else's. It's just that's just what my job happens to be. You are very gracious, and, and you know I don't know if it's because you're a lot younger than me, but I'm just not that way. I'm, what do you mean? Well, I don't do anything at work. I don't. <laughs> but you used to. I used to do stuff. Yeah, you, you used to. But I mean, you do. Mark, you Mark, how do you choose who you want to mentor? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a a good one. I don't choose them. They choose me. And the thing that I do with the life coaching and the mentorship is that's my charity that I give back to the world. And I do it for free. And uh, if somebody is really working hard and I can help them be successful, then I take them on if I can fit them in my schedule as a mentor. I'm going to ask you this question because I've when or have you had somebody that has required more of, of your time that hasn't done what you've suggested and they keep running in the same circle to where you say I'm done being in this circle. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We have so, a saying for that. Say it, Daniel. You can't. I, I wish I could write it down on a piece of paper. Because you, you can, yeah. You can't want it more than they do. Yeah, no I matter how many great. times, how many because times they times say they do. I promote them to customer and send them out the door, <sighs> and they are gone. Yeah, sometimes it feels like someone's addicted to me talking to them Absolutely. rather than addicted Absolutely. to what they're telling me that they want. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna say you don't want. But that. you know, talk about getting good from you know being good. A lot. Some of those mentor relationships have mm. brought me very, very lucrative business opportunities that were mm. handed to me because. I just happen to be around, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's completely debt free and they start this wonderful business and they have all of the, the building blocks to be fabulously successful and become millionaires and, and stress free and debt free and have great life and run a great business that they're passionate about. And then, you know, they need some money and they need a business partner. Yeah. I'm standing right there and I know them. I raised them. You know, sure, I'll invest in your business, mm-hmm. you know. And when I talk to somebody and they, they tell me, you know what, you really helped me. You know, nobody ever really cared about me. Nobody ever told me to pay off my car. Nobody ever told me not to keep buying new cars. There's nobody. your fee. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, and the other fee that happens for me a lot of times is that's my immortality that that happens because those people have a tendency to go reach out and help one of the other little ones up mm. you know so you you meet your grandchildren you know yeah. in that mentoring space mm-hmm. where hey you know John Zuby you know was out in in Madison Wisconsin and he was somebody that I helped 30 years ago and 
now he's teaching some guy that started a garage door business how to do things and then the kid's calling me up going i you're my grandfather and i, I hear about your name all the time and i'm like hey proud of you yeah you know but I'm, I'm more proud of John for getting in there and just really helping another guy out. And and that's really that's really what this whole show's about. It's watching it pay it forward. That's what this whole show's about. Mm-hmm. People can call up and, you know, hopefully we've sparked an interest to some people. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't try to sell them car service, which they should go to All Around Auto Care and get their car worked on because it's awesome. Appreciate the plug. Right? <laughs> but... You know, hopefully they're t- getting a peek into what it's like. Hey, these three guys are business entrepreneurs. These guys are, are the real deal. And, and you know, it gets them excited about, well, maybe I can do it. Yeah. Maybe I should do it. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think is really cool. And they they kind of have a little bit of a resource when they're listening to the show or they're calling in or whatever. And, you know, I need to talk to that Jonathan about my car. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. Or I, what about the, you know. Inspection, you know, which, you know, getting back to that thing, I love that. Everybody should do that. Well, it's how can I, how can we be who we are if we don't know what your goals are with your car and your car? It, it, to me, that doesn't make sense. To but me, I just love finding something out about the car before you buy it. And I think that a big, a hard part of that is when you're in the car purchase, I mean, you kind of feel awkward. Hey, I want to get this looked at. Well, you don't trust me, whatever. Well, no. And then they, it's okay to say, well, no, I don't know you. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people don't have that gear. <laughs> That's actually really good advice. I, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't have that gear to just say that. And if they look, I want you to take it to the shop. And Jonathan and the guys are going to look it over for me and they'll talk to you about it. Yeah, and you know, hopefully we'll build. And that way, I don't have here. to get in the, you know, I don't have to get in the mix. Or my my daughter, who's a school teacher or a doctor, you know, doesn't need to be arguing with this guy about this car. You guys do it. Well, we and you'll be very good. firm and fair about it, where maybe they don't know or I don't know. Like I bought a Corvette, and you know, it turns out it was bumped. You know, the, the little spoiler in the bottom is mm. cracked, and the little headlight screwed up, and I'll fix it, but. You know, it's just like I really wish I would have known that before. Mm. So, I mean, I like that service. I I, mm. I really like that service. I wanted to address something that you were talking about as far as entrepreneurship and, and entrepreneurs. I think there is, I think there is a sect of a section of people that feel more comfortable working for someone. And oh, I, absolutely. And I think that's okay because we need. Oh, absolutely. We need that. Absolutely. We need those. We really need those those people just as much as we need the entrepreneurs. Some people are made out to, to work for other people. Well, yeah, it, they're more comfortable. They're totally agree. That's just what they want. That's how they serve. They serve their employer. They serve the company and the team that they work for. That it's not in their genetics or not in their their being to be that that leader. In there, and it's okay. I mean, as with having seven kids, they're all completely different. Yeah. And there's a couple of my kids that they're just, they'll never, they will, that's not their thing. Right. They'll probably always end up working for somebody and hopefully they'll be good employees. Well, and you know what else? I, you know, I agree with you, but I also kind of am on the side of the seasons kind of a thing that happens. I hear you. Who knows? You start off as a young kid working for somebody, and then you go into business, and then you do that for a little while. You get out of it. You go work for somebody and get that flavor, and then you decide to go back to it. You know, who knows? But I, I totally agree. And, you know. I guess what I'm saying is it's okay. It is okay. Yeah. Oh, totally okay. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the principles of being successful for yourself are natural things that will make you successful for your employer. Mm-hmm. Employers would love self-motivated, business-minded people to mm-hmm. be working for them mm-hmm. because those are the best kind of people. And most of the people that I turn into entrepreneurs that are coming from the private sector or the public sector, the thing that gets discussed most of the time before I say, hey, look, you should do your own thing, is they're working their tails off and they're not getting oh, recognized not, yeah, and not getting rewarded the for financially and emotionally for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do all the work and get none of the credit and very little of the pay and you can't change that, you're not the type of person who can just work at 5%. Mm-hmm. Screw those guys. 
and you're going to always be giving it 110%, you might as well do it for yourself. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, if you're... You might you might yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, all of our staff, is if, once they get to a certain place, they're able to... Um, they're able to own a part of each operating store. So, because it's important. I want your them, people that work there get to own part of the store. Yeah. Once they get to, once they get to a certain level within the, within the company. Oh, good. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that, you know, so that if they do want to be an owner that they don't necessarily have to put up the capital that it takes to start a business like this. You know, and I really love own. that whole concept because Wait till you're 70 till you have enough money to get in the game. You know, it's kind of nice to invest in what you're doing. Well, and to be able to see what the what profits mean, what it takes to get to a profit, which a lot of people don't understand. It's hard to get to a profit. Right. <laughs> um, to be able to manage uh, your prices so that you're competitive, still be able to pay your bills and your staff and pay your staff well so you don't lose good staff and then pay all your operating expenses and then have money at the bottom line. And as an owner, you're the last to get paid. Right. You're not getting paid until everything else is paid. In some months, you're not getting paid. You're actually taking money out of your pocket and putting it in so your other guys can get paid. Right. And, you know, it's, that's, a, that's sometimes frightening. Like, it is. It is. Profit is not easy. And it's not a negative word, which I think a lot of people have gone to. Jonathan, for the people that are listening, how do we find you? Facebook, Instagram? All around autocare.biz, B-I-Z. You'll see our website. The phone number there is 303-426-1144. 426-1144. I'll say that any subscriber, if you're a first-time customer at my store, you'll get 35 bucks off. Our regular price of our wall change is $34.95. So I'll give you $35 off of uh, anything that you do if you don't want to get an oil change for the first time they come in. As that's, probably, you, that's great. Yeah, as soon as you subscribe. Free stuff. Uh, Daniel, I'm sure, will be able to get me some names, and you just got to say it. And that, hey, I subscribed. Guys, definitely mention the show when you go in there. If you really want somebody to care about you as a customer and your car, this is the place. Great show. We will definitely be back with uh, Jonathan Douglas from All Around Auto and answer your car questions and get your expertise on, on running your business and your philosophy of taking good care of the customers and the employees. I love it. And uh, Daniel, thank you so much for um, doing what you do behind that panel. It's just, it turns to magic. Talk about something I don't know how to do. I mean, if you didn't have Daniel, then we'd just be talking to ourselves. Everybody, thank you. I'm going to sign off the show. Thank you so much for listening. Search for The Mark Hope Show on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like and subscribe, and you'll, you'll hear our shows. The full show and video gets posted up to the YouTube channel, The Mark Hope Show YouTube channel. And uh, you can watch the show again or listen to it or send it to somebody that you think maybe is a young entrepreneur and should subscribe and listen to what we're doing. And they're always free to give us a call and ask us some questions. And, and uh, we'll see you uh, in iTunes land on the, on the podcast. Till next time, this is the Mark Hope Show signing off.